It's kind of funny, but it's still a crime. Mark Baldwin. Violin Vice contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Violin Vice podcast. If you haven't been subscribed to us yet, how are you listening to us? You should do that. It's it's really fun. It, you also should probably leave a comment or five stars so you can share our wonderful podcast with me and my sister. Audie, hello. And if you guys could do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, write a review, and leave us five stars. The contest winner will be announced next week and you guys get free violin vice merch if you win such as a sweatshirt or a tumbler you know all the good stuff so please do that and we'd appreciate it but yeah you get to listen to all of us and spread the word about our wonderful podcast um today we're doing things a little differently we're recording separately Mm. Yes, we are. I had to travel this week, so I was unable to record with John John live, and we are swapping hilarious tales and weird crimes of all nature, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So here you guys go. So I am alone here with you at the moment. So this is my time. My time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. And today, we have some different type things. We're going to be reading some funny crime stories, weird stuff, things that I find humorous instead of scary, because scary is scary, and I don't like that. I like funny, so that's what we're doing today. Hooray! So yeah, let's just jump right into it and start off with something that's kind of on the local side for me and Audie, because this happened in Wisconsin, and not just Wisconsin, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. This is crazy. Okay, so this story is called Mother and Son Exemplify the Walmart Shopper Stereotype in Wisconsin. It's not every day that you get arrested for being a meme, that being just weird stuff happens at Walmart. But that's exactly what Lisa Smith, who is 46, and her son, Benny Van, who is 25, both got to do inside a Walmart located in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, around 8.30 p.m. on April 11th, 2019. So, not all that long ago. Officers were called to the scene after calls of a woman pulling apart store displays and placing them in her cart while her dog, Bo, was running up to customers. Fortunately for the staff, they were able to make Smith leave the store, where she proceeded to perform karate moves. This is already great. Unfortunately for the staff, her son, Van, was still inside, stripping himself and exposing himself to other customers. Not okay. 
When officers arrived at the scene, they found Smith calling for her dog, Bo, as he was performing a heist on a box of Jiffy Corn Muffin Mix. That actually sounds really good right now. Um, <laughs> Smith fought with the officers and was ultimately arrested. Smith decided it would be a good idea to add extra charges by attempting to kick out the window of the police car. After Smith was arrested, officers attempted to approach Van, who at that point was putting on clothes, thank you, from the store racks that he did not purchase. Van, who is like his mother, decided to tack on extra charges by attempting to run over an officer with his scooter. Luckily for the officers, the scooter posed a threat to no one and was ultimately stopped by the officers who arrested Van. Smith was hit with charges of rest, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, and misdemeanor bail jumping. Her son, Van, was arrested for lewd and disorderly conduct, retail theft, and lewd and lascivious behavior. Bo, the dog behind the corn muffin mix heist, was brought to the Humane Society and was only issued a warning. Which is probably the best case scenario. But yeah, that happened in Wisconsin. And like an hour's drive away from where me and Audie grew up. Maybe an hour and a half to two hours. But we've been to that Walmart. We've seen that Walmart. We've done things at that Walmart. Not those things. Not those other things that they did. That, that's been insane. But yeah. Oh, that, that's close to home, and I was really excited to find that. Yeah. My first story comes from Kettlesburg, Kentucky. A man who had wrapped his head in duct tape and tried to rob an eastern Kentucky liquor store was sentenced Friday to 10 years in prison for the bizarre caper, which spawned mocking videos on YouTube. Judge David Hangerman sentenced 25-year-old KCG Casey in Boyd Circuit Court, said Deputy Circuit Clerk Kathy Alley. Casey pleaded guilty last month to second-degree robbery. Police said Casey entered the Ashland Liquor Store on August 10th with his entire head, except for openings at his eyes and mouth, wrapped in duct tape to conceal his identity. Police said he threatened to harm the clerk if she did not give him money from the cash register, and she complied. Before the duct tape bandit could make his getaway, however, another store employee tackled him in the parking lot, and he was detained until the officers arrived. Police said no weapon was found on Casey when he was arrested, and the duct tape proved easy to remove. He had perspired so much it nearly fell off, said Susan Sherman, assistant to the patrol commander at the Ashland Police Department. And the pictures of this are hilarious, guys. Like, he is pretty famous just with how ridiculous he looks, so it's great. And this crime happened in 2007, and he was sentenced in 2008, but it's still hilarious to see. So our next story is called Awesome Criminal chats up police department on Facebook about his wanted post. So what do you do? Run, hide, go on social media and start talking with your local police department? Okay, so the police want you, even more than want you. 
you're literally listed as one of their most wanted. If you're Anthony Akers of Richland, Washington, you'd choose the social media one. The Richland Police Department posted a photo of Akers asking for tips on his whereabouts. Because Anthony is a badass, he responded to the post, Calm down, I'm going to turn myself in. And because, screw it, it's 2019. The police department's social media account kept the conversation going when he, he hadn't turned himself in. Hey, Anthony, we haven't seen you yet. Akers kept the party alive. Tying up a couple loose ends since I will probably be there for a month. Should be there in the next 48 hours, he said. At some point during all the absurdity, oh yes, there's more. The police department asked, is it us? Akers, who apparently had plenty of time to himself, since he was still not in jail yet, wrote, Dear RPD, it's not you, it's me. I obviously have commitment issues. I apologize for standing you up, but let me make it up to you. I will be there no later than lunchtime tomorrow. I know you have no reason to believe me after what I did to you, but I promise that if I don't make it on my own by lunchtime tomorrow, I will call for a ride to assist me with my commitment issues. Thank you in advance to your response if you are patiently giving me another chance with us. I know I don't deserve it. P.S. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thankfully, the last chapter of this book ends with Akers taking a selfie and the post, Here for our date, sweetheart, just as he was walking into the police department. God bless social media. Imagine, we're living in a world now where criminals are relaxed enough to chit-chat with the police while they're on the wanted list. Akers was being sought for failure to comply, and it's unclear what that actually means. What it doesn't mean is failure to comply with knowing how to use Facebook. He's crushing the social media game. Unfortunately, as of press time, he was not live streaming from his jail cell. The end. That, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, that guy, I don't know if he's just really ballsy or he was under some influence of certain chemical substances, but he was having fun with it, which I can appreciate, but I still don't know exactly why he wanted to be all coy about all this stuff, let alone why he was supposed to be arrested or wanted or anything, but that that's a cool way of going about it. But but being a criminal is not cool. Don't do that. It's bad. Don't think about it. It's not good. <laughs> to build on John John's a bit, I have a couple stories of my own. Edward Smith from Texas had a string of warrants from crimes including petty theft, driving without insurance, and other minor infractions. He was very proud of these warrants, so proud as he worked very hard to get them, and he posted about them bragging on Facebook. An anonymous tipster that this article suggests is his ex-girlfriend rang up the PD to let them know where he could be found, and he was promptly arrested afterward. Another story is a New Zealander, Samuel Evan Lake, came across a post of his mugshot on the Christchurch police page. When he saw this, he couldn't help himself from commenting, I need to get myself a new mugshot. 
The police responded, come see us and we will arrange that for you at no cost. In which Sam replied, if only they were as good at finding me as they were with comebacks. Through multiple tips through Facebook, he was shortly apprehended thereafter. Another one is convicted thief James Tyndall of Oregon was tired of the court-ordered drug treatment he had accepted to avoid prison time. So naturally, he packed up his bags and left the state, but not without a little virtual taunting. Tyndall, apparently eager to boast about his escape from Oregon, updated his Facebook profile almost constantly as he drove across the country. He directed many of the sneery posts towards his probation officer. Fresh out of another state, he wrote in one. Catch me if you can in another. He avoided all discretion entirely as he posted, I'm in Alabama. As luck would have it, though, Tyndall was pulled over for speeding in Daphne, Alabama, soon after. The officer ran his license and immediately found the warrant that he had been issued for his arrest. Tyndall was ordered to reimburse the state $2,600 for his flight back to Oregon and was sent to prison for 30 months. I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like it's a traffic violation with anyone. I don't know, just something funny. And then the last one regarding social media is not the first to be caught out by a selfie and probably not the last. Ashley Keast used a stolen SIM card to snap a self-portrait inside a house he was burgling. The Rotherham man then posted a picture on WhatsApp Messenger application, but also unknowingly sent the picture to the victim's work colleagues. Officers found him in his home with a stolen Rolex watch worth $4,000 hidden behind a radiator. Keese, then 25, was jailed for two years and eight months in 2014 after he admitted to the burglary. Our, our next story are a little bit on the weirder side of things. And this is the last of these longer-ish stories. The next is just going to be a list of all these weird strangeness at Walmart's. Because I find Walmart fantastic. Now this one is called Ingenious Thieves Steal Shark from Aquarium by Pretending It Was Their Baby. Thieves in Texas had the idea to steal a baby shark from the San Antonio Aquarium. And they actually did it. Three crooks made their way to an open air tank, wrapped the baby shark in a towel, put it in his stroller, and proceeded to simply leave the premises without being noticed. We have to imagine they weren't smart enough to fill a baby bottle with chum for the poor little guy. Aquarium staff didn't notice the shark was missing until nearly an hour later. Police were called, probably laughed for a few minutes, then went on a manhunt, or shark hunt. The vehicle used in the heist was located, and finally the shark was recovered, thankfully in good health. No word yet on if the thieves had diapers large enough for the little guy. A word to the wise. If you're going to steal a shark, maybe instead of a stroller, have a rolling fish tank. The end. <laughs> I imagine that was probably an exciting and interesting and terrifying day for that shark. And upon returning to the aquarium, probably is going to be the coolest shark in the aquarium. Everyone's going to look up to him. I left the tank. I became something else. 
I discovered what it was like to be a person. It was not great. I'm still a shark. I'll come back. Fun times. I, I don't really want to know if I want to get in the headspace of the people that just decided to take the shark. I don't know if there was some plan to sell it or just have it as a pet. I imagine there would not be a tank large enough in a residential home that would house such a creature, let alone comfortably. So, yeah, it was that, that's a weird one. Though... Drugs are drugs, and that probably had something to do with it. My next string of stories is animal crimes. So, in August 2011, Durango, Colorado, resident Ron Cornelius awoke to the sound of a car smashing into his mailbox. His neighbor's SUV had been broken into and had traveled down the street into his yard. To Cornelius's surprise, the getaway driver turned out to be a black bear. While poking around and searching for some food, the bear had broken into the vehicle. The hungry bear had then accidentally shifted the car into gear, sending it rolling down the driveway before clambering its way out of the car and leaving the scene. Luckily, neither the bear nor any of the Durango residents was hurt, but the car was pretty banged up. Between the shattered rear window and the nearly ripped out steering wheel and the bear poo in the front seat, the SUV had seen its last day on the road. The next one is, coming into work one day, Stuart McDaniel, owner of the Tulsa marketing firm Guru Stew, was surprised to see a small pile of cash by a glass door in the office. The resident of the adjoining room was a cat named Sir Winesalot, the office live-in mascot. McDaniel quickly discovered that clients had been playing with the kitty by sticking bills through the crack in the door and that the willy feline was snatching the bills up. He saw the opportunity to turn Sir Winesalot's thievery into fun and a philanthropic endeavor. McDaniel started collecting the cat's stolen cash and donating it to the local homeless shelter. He even started an online campaign naming Sir Winesalot the cash nip kitty and urging locals with a few extra dollars to spare to play with him a visit. Apparently cats are just thieves and there's another cat thief in England. Peter and Bridget Witzmantle of Postwood, England, were surprised when Oscar the ginger tomcat they'd been fostering began bringing home stolen artifacts from neighboring homes and clotheslines. His favorite objects to steal? Socks, garden gloves, and women's underwear. Peter and Bridget made sure to alert their neighbors of their cat's kleptomaniac tendencies when they claimed to actually find enduring. It was just so touching to see him come home every day with something for us, Bridget told the Daily Echo. And we at RD think we may actually have found Oscar's soulmate across the world in New Zealand. A female cat named Bridget gained notoriety for stealing things too, including, you guessed it, men's underwear. And I have one more thievery cat to go over. For years now, Jordan has always loved bringing his mom, BJ Ross, presents. The cat goes out at night exploring and always comes home with something to give his mom. 
It became his routine, and while his mom doesn't exactly love it when she finds snakes slithering around in the kitchen, she knows Jordan only does it because he loves her. This past January, Ross noticed an odd amount of shoes had started showing up in her yard. At first, she didn't think of anything of it and would just throw the shoes away until she realized that the shoes were Jordan's new gift offering. For some reason, Jordan's newest hobby is roaming around his neighborhood in Altoona, Pennsylvania, looking for shoes that people might have left outside and stealing them, bringing them home to his mom. He brings home anywhere from one to three shoes at night, one at a time, and returns for the pair. And even if he can only bring the one at the time, he makes sure he goes back to complete the set. We've had probably up to 80 shoes, Ross told the dodo. Also, baseball mitts, knee and elbow pads, squeaky toys, and a bathing suit. Curious about Jordan's nighttime adventures, Ross bought him a GPS tracker and an outdoor camera so she could watch him and now has video of him proudly arriving home with his presence. Since Ross now has a huge collection of things that don't belong to her, she created a Facebook group for Jordan, hoping that maybe some of her neighbors would hear about the thievery and come by to claim their stolen stuff. We have found one owner so far, Ross said. He took about six pairs of her shoes, even. She couldn't believe that it was a cat. She thought her kids had just misplaced them. So if you guys live in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and you happen to be missing some shoes, the mystery has probably been solved. Jordan definitely stole them. And you can even follow Jordan on Instagram. The last animal-related crime I'm covering is two Welsh tourists landed themselves in court in 2012 after they got drunk and stole a penguin called Dirk from the Sea World in Australia. Riss Owen Jones, 21, and Carrie Mules, 20, from South Wales, broke into the park on Queensland Gold Coast, swam with the dolphins, and left, let off a fire extinguisher in the shark tank enclosure before making off with poor Dirk. When they woke up hungover and with the flightless bird in their apartment, they tried their incompetent best to care for him by feeding him and putting him in the shower the court heard. They later released Dirk, Dirk into the canal, but were spotted by locals who called the police. A magistrate fined them 1000 Australian dollars, equivalent to about 637 euro at the time each, and told them to drink a little less vodka. Dirk was rescued and returned to SeaWorld unharmed and healthy. Now, these are a list of 12 arrests from Walmart that prove people are insane. Number one. Man stuffs Walmart steaks and pants. Escapes on moped. Police said a man took more than $100 worth of steaks, stashed them down his pants, then used a moped to get away from his alleged crime. Nash County Sheriff's deputies eventually caught Keith Jordan in the pouring rain riding on the moped. WNCN reported. Number two. Woman riding cart, drinking wine from Pringles can, barred from Walmart. Wichita Falls Police received a rather unique call Friday morning involving a woman drinking wine in a Walmart parking lot. 
Employees requested officers to ban a woman from the local Walmart store after she reportedly had been drinking wine from a Pringles can for several hours while riding on an electric cart. Okay. The, the can must have been a small bottle because I, I can't imagine a large bottle of wine fitting inside a Pringles can. But on an electric cart. That person is living their best life. I wouldn't say it's a smart way to go about it, but they are enjoying themselves. Actually, they're probably not living their best life. Doing that probably suggests otherwise. Maybe the exact opposite. Number three. Walmart streaker douses himself in milk before making bizarre getaway. Two Kentucky men were arrested on June 20th over a Walmart streaking video that shows the culprit dressed only in a Halloween mask and a ga gallon of milk. Pike County Sheriff Rodney Scott told WYMT that streaking is unacceptable and not a laughing matter. So this guy is naked in Walmart with a Halloween mask, hopefully shoes, and just dousing himself in gallons of milk. Maybe a therapist is in order instead of jail time. I don't know. That one's a hard call for me. I, I just don't know. Okay. Number three. Couple steals motorized shopping cart from Walmart. Drives to bar. A joyride in a motorized shopping cart landed a Largo couple behind bars on Thursday. Security cameras were rolling when Jeffrey Robert say. Sabiel, at 50 years old, and Santa Marie Walters, 32, stole a motorized shopping cart from a Walmart located on Missouri Avenue in Largo, according to Affidavit. Yeah. So these just, they just needed a ride, and they knew Walmart had electric scooter type things. I imagine there were some DUIs involved. Otherwise, they probably would have used a car. I don't know. Number four. Hold on. Is that the right number? Oh, the last one was considered three and a half. My bad. Number four. Clumsy Walmart shoplifter falls flat on her face while trying to outrun employee. This shoplifting crime fell a little short. A Canadian woman. Ooh, Canadian. I mean, Canada. I didn't say Canada. You said Canada. A Canadian woman was caught on surveillance video sprinting out of a Walmart store in Ontario with a shopping cart full of stolen items, but two left feet, a little bit of karma, caused the would-be thief to retreat to her car empty-handed. Well, that's not all that descriptive. So she stole a cart full of stuff, ran outside, tripped, and instead of getting anything and attempting to escape, she just left the cart and then left empty-handed in her car. That's just really inconvenient for all the employees. They got to put all that stuff back. And if any of that's just like exposed or anything like that, like produce and stuff, then they have to get rid of it. That's inconvenient. I used to work in a grocery store. That's, that sucks. It's never fun. You had other things to do. Ugh. 
Inconvenience. Don't don't do that. It makes for a bad day for a lot of people. Not good. Number five. Florida woman used photocopy $20 bills at Walmart. And Applebee's, I guess. A woman in northern Florida got arrested after she tried to use paper photocopies of $20 bills at a Walmart and an Applebee's. According to Lake City Police, Brandy Hardin, 30, went to a Walmart on January 14th and gave the cashier five of the fake bills to purchase items. The Gainesville Sun reports. So, I wonder if they were like even the right size. How, did, they, did she print it on both sides of the paper? How did she match it perfectly on both sides of the paper? There's, there's some technical things that would make that really difficult. Like matching everything up. Like were they even oriented the right way when they did that? Because, ooh, probably not. Otherwise, she might not have been caught. Hmm. 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 Counterfeit money is a lot more complicated than TV makes it out to be. Number six, man tries to sneak 58 inch TV during shop with a cop event. Ooh, a man who tried to do some Christmas shopping at Walmart in Port St. Lucie. I don't know, that seems kind of French. Could be pronounced differently. Anyway, is now in the slammer in part because some deputies were also doing some Christmas shopping for kids. A man who tried to do some Christmas shopping at a Walmart in Port St. Lucie is now in the... Oh, they said the same thing twice. Oh, never mind. Police say James Walsh tried to walk out of Walmart with a 58-inch television on Monday. Unfortunately, he didn't pay for it. So, this guy tries to steal this TV out during an event where police are shopping for kids so that just seems like the worst possible time to do that he probably didn't know when he went for it but he was already there and he was already committed too bad he didn't know he was surrounded on all sides that's why you always check for holidays again not condoning any kind of crimes or anything like that but plan ahead that always makes anything you do a lot, lot more smooth. Even if it doesn't go as planned, you had your mindset on something and you can at least work towards a goal that way. Number seven, brother is arrested for driving dirt bike through Walmart in cape and underwear. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's an idiot. Brothers Justin and Howard Bell were arrested this week after posting video of themselves racing a dirt bike through an Alexandria, Kentucky Walmart while wearing nothing but a helmet, cape, and white underpants. That sounds like something teenagers would do. They don't list the ages, but that, that sounds like a teenager type thing. I don't know. They definitely weren't superheroes. They probably scared the crap out of a lot of people. They didn't come to save the day. They came to ruin it. Oh, imagine all the scuffs on the floor, too. Oh, that cleaning crew is going to just hate that so much.
I know just for some views on an online thing. That's that's not why you do do stuff. That's not okay. Don't do that. Number eight. Couple uses stun gun on Walmart reader looking for a receipt. Oh. A couple attempting to steal a TV from a Walmart used a stun gun on a 65-year-old store greeter who asked them for a sales receipt. The man and woman fled after Sunday morning's incident in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and police are still searching for the duo. They got away with it? That poor guy. He's just doing his job. They don't let him do any of the heavy lifting or anything, and he probably already retired once, and he's back to work trying. He gets tased. Ooh. Ooh, that upset me. That upset me hard. Not a fan of that. Not a fan at all. That's not okay. It's not even considered to be stupid. That's just mean. Ooh. Ooh. That one hit me in a, in a weird spot. Okay, number nine. Couple accused of stealing 57 blocks of cheese from Walmart. The reason is unclear, but for one Chattanooga, Tennessee couple, a block, even a dozen blocks of cheese was not enough. So they decided to steal 57 blocks of cheese from Walmart. WRCB reports that Joshua and Erica Caldwell both 21, faced theft and drug charges after police said they walked out of the store with hundreds of dollars worth stolen items, including 57 blocks of cheese. That cheese is going to go bad before you get through all of it. Um, I, like, even if you got a fondue fountain, that's just not going to, it's not going to last. You weren't thinking. You, that's, oh. Oh. That is a young person type thing to do. So 21 sounds about right for the age. But wow, they had to be on something to really want that much cheese. I mean, that's that's a strange commitment to make, but makes more sense when one is not in the clearest of states of mind, at least. Number 10, man fakes heart attack so his friend can steal a Barbie car. Deputies say a man faked a heart attack to create a diversion while his friend walked out of a Lake Wales Walmart with stolen goods. The two men are seen walking into the store together on Tuesday. One man loads up a car with a motorized power wheel Barbie car, a leapfrog tablet, and a Barbie Glam vacation house and heads toward the exit. So that had to be premeditated. They go in together. The guy steals a leapfrog tablet, a special Barbie house, and a Barbie car. I'm pretty sure it's not for them, but I'm not exactly ruling it out. Still, that's not a good way to go about it. I, I know that toys are expensive these days, but still, mm, mm, don't do that. It's better to learn to go without than being in jail with all that stuff. Stealing a, going to jail for stealing Barbie stuff as a grown man is just, that, that's a weird, weird scenario. I, I don't, I don't think I want to get into that headspace at all. So number 11, man took photo 
up woman's skirt at Walmart. Oh, that's creepy. A 30-year-old man was arrested after he allegedly put his cell phone under a woman's skirt at a Sanford Walmart and took a photo, according to police. Sanford police were called to the Walmart on Reinhardt Road around 11 a.m. for a report of a suspicious man. A Walmart loss prevention specialist said he noticed the man, identified as John Henry Williams of Castleberry, following a, following a woman and her young daughter. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, that's 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 unsettling. That's not okay. Not at all. Think. Let's see, a Walmart loss prevention specialist. I think that's just the person that keeps track of shoplifters and whatnot. But thank God they identified the person. That's just, it's just wrong. He's probably on a list now. Not a good list. Well, he is on a list. He's on this list. But still, it's on a different list. I think you know what I mean. Number 12, the final one. Ohio man holds I am a thief sign to avoid jail after stealing from Walmart. A judge allowed an Ohio man to wear a sign declaring that he is a thief in exchange for avoiding jail time. Greg Davenport of Liberty was permitted to hold a sign that read I am a thief I stole from Walmart for eight hours a day for 10 days in lieu of 30 days in jail. Is that, is that community service? I don't know if that would be community service. Community awareness, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm glad the judge allowed that and he was allowed to avoid jail by essentially opening up to other people. Okay. I don't know how to, how to feel about that. I mean, I'm kind of glad that he was able to make up for it, but it was a weird way of doing that. If it was his suggestion, then I wouldn't say it'd be in that cruel and unusual punishment type thing. Mostly the unusual part. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, all right. Well, that was some weird stuff. I, I get, what well, ooh. I'm still a bit upset about the person that got tased. Ugh. Not a fan. But that's all for me on this part. And we are going to finish up today's episode with some Florida Man titles. So, here we go. Florida Man caught on video licking doorbell. In Lake Worth, Florida... A bearded man was caught on camera licking a doorbell. If you don't find that surprising, it's probably due to the fact that this happened before a different man was caught on ca camera in California licking a doorbell for three entire hours, according to the homeowner. According to a news release and a video from Ring, the latest licker approaches the home with a stack of papers and seems to be attempting to convey some sort of message. Unfortunately, he didn't quite get the point across. His name is Jeremy and he's homeless, said the homeowner. He's asked my husband for cigarettes a few times, but now he's coming around too much. And 
This was kind of the last straw, so I notified the police, the homeowners stated. But yeah, so there's a video of this guy just licking the ring doorbell. It's a little, little weird. Florida man takes golf cart on a wild ride through Walmart. Witnesses told police that the man had demanded to speak to a manager right before barricading the entrance to the adjoining liquor store. That one was just a little short one. Florida man was arrested for allegedly throwing a live alligator into a Wendy's drive through window. Joshua James, 23, was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator, and a second-degree larceny petite theft, according to the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office. Officials with Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission told WPTV that James pulled up for his order and after the server had handed him a drink and turned around, James then tossed a three and a half foot gator into the restaurant through the drive through window. And I do believe the gator was okay after the fact. Florida man wasn't drinking while driving. A Florida man was pulled over for drinking and driving and claims he wasn't because he was only drinking at stopped lights and stop signs. Florida man attacked an ATM for giving him too much money. It was one Florida man's dream, and this is another Florida man's nightmare. Florida man beats up Gator to save his dog. It's the summer, which means not just the people are out, but the Gators in Florida are out too. But this gentleman wasn't having it when a Gator went for his precious pupper, and he took the gator down with his own bare hands. Florida man gets $12,500 by pretending to be the manager of the village people. Yes, a casino actually took this man seriously and fell for this man's antics when he pretended to represent the band responsible for the YMCA singers. A more recent headline is a Florida man arrested for stealing 66 rolls of toilet paper from a hotel. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do when you need to do the doo-doo. Though this man's defense, he said he was trying to steal it for a less fortunate neighbor who he knew wasn't able to pay or able to get any because of the toilet paper shortage. Florida man gets merge signs stuck in his back windshield. The funniest part of this story is that he wasn't the one who hit the sign. Someone else had hit the merge sign, causing it to go flying, and at least five other cars avoided this sign before choosing to smash in this poor guy's Corvette. Thankfully, he wasn't injured, but he's got a story to tell the guy at the auto repair shop. It was a nice way to start the new year in January. Florida man tried to avoid being arrested by claiming he had COVID-19. We're all scared of the Rona at this point, but that's also not going to stop the essential workers from doing their jobs. Florida man spends 24 hours naked vandalizing a high school. Being naked in public is one crime. Vandalizing state property is another. Taking 24 hours to be naked while vandalizing state property, though, this is truly the ultimate Florida man crime right here. Though this next crime comes pretty close. On January 11th of this year, a Florida man chews a police car seat after a cocaine arrest. In Homestead, Florida, a man was arrested Thursday night after more than 40 grams of cocaine were found in his possession during a traffic stop near 
the Florida Keys, but not before he decided to eat part of the arresting officer's patrol car seat. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, Melvin Stubbs, 37 of Homestead, was charged with the cocaine trafficking and resisting arrest. He was also charged with property damage for chewing up and or eating a Sheriff's Office patrol car seat after he was taken into custody along mile marker 59. Stubbs was stopped by police for driving with very dark illegal window tinting. It was then discovered he had a warrant out for his arrest for violating probation stemming from the cocaine sales. Stubbs then tried to run away but was caught and tasered by one of the officers. Police say they then found baggies of cocaine inside the jacket pocket with a total weight of 41.1 grams. After placing him in the back seat of the patrol car, Stubbs chewed off and or ate large pieces of the seat, causing at least $1,000 in damage, according to the police. Officers said he was so combative that they had to put his feet in restraints and took him to Fisherman's Hospital in Marathon. He was medically cleared and then taken to jail shortly thereafter. Well, guys, that does it for this week's episode. So if you guys could do us a huge favor, hit that subscribe button, give us five stars, and write a review. We'd really appreciate it. You guys would also be entered into a contest to win a sweatshirt and a mug uh, with our Violent Vice podcast logo on it. And we'd really, really appreciate it. If you guys have corrections, emails, concerns, or any questions, you can email us at vileandvice at gmail.com. That's V-I-L-E-A-N-D-V-I-C-E. No ampersands here. And then we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at vileandvice. And again have any concerns or want to talk to us, feel free to, you know, send us a direct message or whatnot. We'd love to hear from you all. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I'll see you all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Violin Vice. Cover art is by Audie Griffith. Music by Annabelle Reback. If you want to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash violinvice or give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to. This helps us move up the charts and also helps keep the spooky stories coming. Thank you.